Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. It wasn't God's plans that failed in the garden. It was Adam and Eve that failed. His plan lasts forever. His plan is secure. His original intention never changed. But it took Jesus to come into the earth and redeem mankind so that man could once again live the kind of life that God had planned for man in the beginning. You have your Bibles with you this morning? All right, let's open them, first of all, to Psalm 33. And before we read Psalm 33, I want to make some statements to you. When we were flying over to Joburg, one of our stops was uh, in Cairo, Egypt. And we were going to spend the night there and then from there going on to Nairobi and refuel and continue going. I had, a, I had a, an experience with the Lord in Cairo, Egypt. <laughs> you know, Moses had some experiences in Egypt. And Jerry had some experiences as well. And uh, we got to our hotel that night, and uh, the, we, we, the, the trip was just fabulous. We were ahead of schedule on every leg. And uh, uh, when we got to Cairo, uh, it, we went in and had something to eat and then decided to retire for the night. And when I got back to my room, uh, the Lord began to talk to me about the maximum and the highest level attainable. And it took me a little while to go to sleep. I just was just basking in the presence of God. And I want to share with you some things that he said to me while there that night. But I want to lay a foundation first. So bear with me and uh, let me make some statements and then we'll get into the material that he talked to me about that particular night. I want to read something to you uh, that I wrote down. God's original intention for how man should live was the abundant life. Man was created to enjoy abundance and goodness from God all the days of his life. God provided everything that man needed. God provided in such a way that success was guaranteed. God wanted man to reflect his likeness and manifest his nature. And the nature of God is abundance. And when man disobeyed him, he could no longer enjoy this abundant life that God had set before him. The whole purpose for Jesus coming to the earth was so that he could redeem man and to restore to him the lifestyle that he had forfeited in the Garden of Eden. After man fell, God became determined to put man back in the place of the abundant life as he had originally intended. This is revealed in the words of the psalmist when he said in Psalm 8, 4, What is man that thou art mindful of him? In other words, why do you still love man after how he failed you? Why would you even have him on your mind? 
The message translation says, why do you bother with man? Why do you take a second look at him? It's simply because God is good and God is merciful and his mercy endures forever. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son. Jesus came and declared these words in John 10.10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So that reveals what Jesus came to do, to restore back to man the life that he forfeited in the Garden of Eden when he committed high treason. So that, that's the purpose for Jesus' coming, is so that you and I could enjoy life at its highest level, like Adam and Eve knew before sin was committed. Amen. So that is available to us now. That has always been God's plan. It's still God's plan. The Amplified Bible says, I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Abundant life. The Passion Translation says, life in its fullness. Life in its fullness. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm supposed to be living life in its fullness. Now, if we're not, whose fault is it? Certainly not God's. He went to every length to provide and to restore the life that he intended for man to live by sending his son to redeem mankind. So we have every right, every every uh, right to live that abundant life like Adam lived before sin was committed. Amen. Man was created with the intent of abundant living. The early chapters of the book of Genesis reveal this. There are key words in Genesis chapter 1. Be fruitful, fill the earth, subdue, rule, and be blessed. Those are all words that pertain to life at the maximum, life at the highest level. God provided in such a way that mankind's success could be guaranteed if he only had remained obedient. Now, let's go to Psalm 33 for a moment and look at verse 11. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The word counsel can also be translated plans, purposes, and designs. Plans, purposes, and designs. So it would read this way. The plans, the purposes, and designs of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. One commentary says this. The plans, the purposes, and the designs of God will be carried out and will never change. No change in human affairs can impede, obstruct, or hinder, or modify his plans. This is true to all generations, or as the original Hebrew says, from generation to generation. The plans of God cannot be changed by the passing of one generation and the coming of another. So, 
The message translation for Psalm 33:11 says, All his designs are made to last. All his designs are made to last. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, verse 27, For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? The message translation says, Who could ever cancel such plans? Isaiah 46.10 My counsel will stand, and I will do all my pleasure. The message translation says, I'll do exactly what I set out to do. I'll do exactly what I set out to do. Now, to continue to lay the foundation, I want you to go to Psalm 25. Psalm 25. So I hope it's uh, established in your heart right now that God's plans don't change. Amen. It wasn't God's plans that failed in the garden. It was Adam and Eve that failed. His plan lasts forever. His plan is secure. His original intention never changed. But it took Jesus to come into the earth and redeem mankind so that man could once again live the kind of life that God had planned for man in the beginning. Amen. Amen. Now, all the way through the Old Testament, we find God dealing with individuals and eventually reaches a man by the name of Abram. Later changes his name to Abraham. And God established with Abram a covenant that provided in a limited way that abundant life. But as you know, no one could measure up to the requirements of that old covenant. It was impossible to live up to its standards. But it provided an umbrella of protection, an umbrella of of living uh, or getting a glimpse of what that abundant life was like. Blessed coming in, blessed going out in the city, in the field. But no one could fulfill all of its requirements until Jesus. Amen. Amen. He fulfilled the law. He fulfilled every jot and every tittle of it. And then gave his life so that man could be redeemed. And then he says, or he says uh, before he gave his life, the reason I came, as we read earlier, is so that you could have abundant life to the full. Hallelujah. That's available to us right now. And I believe it's, it's, it certainly has everything to do with, with the word the Lord's given me for 2023. Living in the maximum and the highest level attainable. That is possible. Hallelujah. It is possible to born again, spirit-filled believers. It wasn't possible for those under the Old Testament. But because of what Jesus did, it is now possible. Hallelujah. So the blueprint is in Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to go there in just a few moments. And that blueprint has not changed. God... God provided for man some very special things that we'll talk about in a few moments that would produce maximum living and the highest level attainable. Hallelujah. 
I don't know about you, but I plan to get there this year. I've enjoyed it uh, at certain levels, but this is my year to go to another level. Anybody want to go with me? Praise God. Amen. Now, I want us to look at Psalm 25 and verse 4. This is David writing. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Show me thy ways and teach me thy paths. Another translation says, make your ways known to me. Make your ways known to me. Doing things God's way is a major key to living in total success. A major key in reaching maximum lifestyle. Some uh, Proverbs fourteen twelve says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The Passion Translation says, Its end is the road to destruction. Destruction defined as ruin, devastation, failure. Nobody likes failure. Nobody in their right mind anyway. Nobody likes failure. But often people refuse to pursue God's ways. And the Bible says that the result will be failure or destruction. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, the Amplified Bible. But seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. His way of doing and being right. And notice it is emphasized that this should be a priority in our life, that we are to pursue his way of being and doing right. The Passion Translation says, above all, do this. Above all. In other words, make seeking God's way of doing things priority in your life. God's Word, the Bible, is our instruction manual to teach us His way. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. Jesus said in John sixteen thirteen, When He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. The Passion Translation says, He will unveil every truth. Unveil means to make visible and clear, clarify, make comprehensive and understandable. When God's ways are clear and understandable, then our appropriating them will guarantee success. Is everybody still with me? We're just laying a foundation here, okay? Another word for ways is the word precepts. Precepts, which means an authoritative rule of action. It also implies a mandate giving official instruction. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. So notice how they're interchangeable. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. The Passion Translation says, I set my heart on your precepts and pay close attention to all your ways. Once again, this is the Bible formula for success. It's how you enter into the realm of the maximum and the highest level attainable. Psalm 128 verse 1 says, Blessed is everyone that walketh in his ways. Anybody won't be blessed? 
Blessed is everyone who walketh in his ways. Hallelujah. So it looks like to me that it would be to our advantage to study the word, invite the Holy Spirit to unveil his ways, and then learn how to appropriate them. And when we do so, the Bible says in the book of James, the doer of the word will be blessed in his deeds. Can you say amen? You know, God's made this simple. It's religion that's made it hard. Amen. So, Psalm 128, 1 says, Blessed is everyone that walketh in his ways. Verse 2 from the Passion Translation says, Your reward will be prosperity, happiness, and well-being. Amen. If you determine that you're going to walk in the ways of God, then the result will be, or the reward will be, prosperity, happiness, and well-being. That sounds like a good way to live, doesn't it? Prosperity, happiness, and well-being. Amen. Now, listen to this. Another word that the Bible uses for ways and precepts is the word laws. Laws. Psalm 19, verse 7 says... The law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect. We could say it like this. The principle that God establishes is perfect. Perfect means complete, not defective, needing no improvement. Amen. God's laws need no improvement. Amen. They call, they're called laws because they work. Amen. They work. Psalm 78 verse 1 says, Give ear to my law. The Passion Translation says, Listen to the instructions. Open your heart to this revelation. Open your heart to this revelation. So from the very beginning, God establishes the principles that were intended to produce a maximum lifestyle for mankind. They were perfect. They needed no improvement. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? They needed no improvement. All man had to do was to appropriate them, and life at the highest level would be the result. That's why even after man failed, the principles never changed. They didn't need changing. Let's remember, it wasn't the principles that failed. It was man that failed. Amen? Amen? All right. That's my introduction. Are you ready? Amen. Now, I wrote in my notes, February the 1st, 2023, while staying overnight in Cairo, Egypt. <laughs> I, like to, I like to date and put wherever I was when the Lord gives me insight and revelation. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. And bear in mind everything we just said. I'll give Tess a little later. See if you can repeat all that. (laughs) Bottom line is, God's principles don't need improvement. God's laws don't need improvement. They don't need to be changed. Hallelujah. Let's begin in verse 26. This is all familiar to you, but uh, I hope that it will help you... uh, receive more insight 
and how that you can go to the maximum and the highest level attainable. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the earth or over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God blessed them. God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat. So from the very beginning, God has always desired for man to live a maximum lifestyle. And in order for man to achieve that, he did this for him. Number one, he blessed him. He blessed him, which means he empowered him to prosper. He empowered him to succeed, empowered him to excel. That's what the blessing is. It's not just something we say when somebody sneezes. That's as deep as your revelation, then your revelation is not very deep. Amen. God blessed him. God blessed man. The reason being is because he wanted him to enjoy life at its maximum, at the highest level. And it takes the blessing of God to get there. Hallelujah. And the beautiful thing is, we have it. We have it. I'm not going to get it when I get to heaven. I got it right now. It's on me right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think we ought to give the Lord a good shout for that. Praise God. The blessing. The blessing makes all the difference in the world. Amen. The blessing. The Bible says that God has blessed. His blessing is upon his people. According to Psalm 3. The blessing of the Lord is on his people. And you can't have the blessing without having favor. They are divinely connected. In Genesis chapter 12, when God told Abram, I will bless thee. The Amplified Bible says, and give you uh, an abundant increase of favor. So they are divinely connected. In Psalm 5, if you'll go there for a moment, hold your place in Genesis chapter 1. In Psalm 5, we've read this many times in the past, but I want you to see it again, and particularly those of you that may have not heard it before. In Psalm 3, 8, it talks about the blessing is on his people. And in Psalm 5, verse 12, it says, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Notice the blessing and favor both in that same verse. God has blessed the righteous and with favor he has compassed him or surrounded him like a shield. So one of the first things that God did in order for man to reach a maximum lifestyle, highest level attainable, is he pronounced his blessing on him. And that's one of the things that Jesus 
went to the cross for so that you and I could get that blessing back on our lives. Amen. That's revealed in Galatians chapter 3. Amen. If you will, turn there with me to Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So notice, Jesus redeemed mankind, and as a result, man was entitled to have the blessing of God restored to his life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's one of, the, one of the reasons why you and I are capable now of reaching a maximum lifestyle. Without the blessing, we have limitations. Without the blessing, we live just like the rest of the world. Amen. So the blessing is one of the things that God did in the very beginning to guarantee that man would live at a maximum level, the highest level attainable. Amen. Do you know the biblical keys that unlock maximum living? Are you helping or hindering God's best from manifesting in your life? Today's special offer, the Keys to Maximum Living Package, contains Jerry Savelle's mini book, Man's Crown of Glory, his inspiring book, How God Supplies Your Every Need, and his eye-opening four-part audio series, What's Stopping Your Miracle? Learn to operate in the principles that will revolutionize your thinking and cause you to experience God's best for your life. In this package, Jerry reveals the link between lifestyle and blessing, how to become seed-minded, how to overcome any need, and your God-giving status and role in life. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Keys to Maximum Living special package. Open your heart and ready yourself to walk in the abundant life God has called you to. Did you enjoy today's teaching? I certainly hope so. And if you did, I want to encourage you to be sure and make your plans to watch again next week because we're going to continue this study on keys to living the maximum lifestyle. Before we leave the air, let me remind you of our special resource package today. First of all, four CDs on a subject that I taught a few years ago entitled, What's Stopping Your Miracle? What is stopping your miracle? There's an explanation. It's found in the Word of God, and I spent four sessions teaching on this, and I believe it will help you greatly. Then also, my book on man's crown of glory, a revelation of man's authority. You need to know that you have authority over the devil. You have authority over all of his works and you do not have to allow him to stop your miracles, stop your breakthrough and prevent you from living the maximum lifestyle. This is a great little book. You can read it on your lunch hour and then right along with it, my book entitled How God Supplies Your Every Need. You know, in this book, we talk about learning how to become seed-minded instead of need-minded. It's a great revelation. It's how God supplies your every need. So if you're interested in these resources, 
go to jerrysavelle.org. It'll give you all the information, or you can look on the screen right now and place your order right away. We'll get it to you through the mail. And once again, we look forward to sharing with you again on next week's broadcast. So until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.